0: Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their
1: faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace.
0: Come join the conversation
1: now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hassan with Sean Bowles. Sean, how are you? I'm good. We have a brand new show
0: today, and it's going to be a good one. We have guest Elizabeth Melendez Fisher-Good. And Elizabeth is a passionate person about awakening the calling in others, but she's really going after the anti-sex trafficking movement. She's been doing it for over a decade. She's helped thousands of survivors find freedom and rehabilitation. She's expanded her work today to help people break free from past trauma, self-defeating mindsets, allowing them to fulfill their eternal purpose, and God their destiny. She has a book called Groomed from HarperCollins in 2020. It was a best-selling book about her experience in counseling as an area pastor at Willow Creek Community Church and also in Corporate America. She launched an, an initiative which helps empower the church and Christian organizations to help walk in complete freedom and transparency, especially over generational patterns and sexual stuff. And I've really bulletproof the leaders and families from the footholds of the enemy. She's the founder and CEO of Foundation United, www.thefoundationunited.org, mm-hmm. which was created out of her passion to end sexual exploitation and protect children globally. There's so many programs on there that you as a church can get involved with both for the trafficking side, but also for real talk about sex. She has programs for K through 12 high schools and schools, elementary schools for both public secular schools, but also for Christian schools. So she's going to be an exciting guest. She's going to be sharing from her experience of starting these global initiatives. And she's just getting back Bob from this event that I didn't even know there was such a thing. It represents over 75,000 denominations on the earth wow. the where she's the keynote speaker and she's going to be talking, or she hopefully she'll share with us what happened at the event. Where yeah. she's a real talk and in introducing some sexual curriculum to open the can of worms of this talk and discussion over pornography and sexuality and the church. But we want to talk to her too about running that organization because it's such a massive feat that she's
1: doing right now. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, up next, Elizabeth Good,
0: Sean Gabe you're going to be doing a class coming up at the Spiritual Growth Academy here at BowlsMinistries.com. I love this class because it's called Everyday Supernatural Lifestyle this is really developing leadership to everyday people. Tell us about what you're gonna be teaching and imparting. One of the biggest things we're gonna be doing is really talking about how to bring the voice of God in our relationship with God out into the marketplace. How How do we navigate those waters and see him move, him speak in the environments that we're in in everyday life as leaders? I love that so much because there's not a lot of classes on this. There's not a lot of information on this. There's some stories you can hear, but you're actually teaching it. and You've been teaching this for a long time. You do not want to miss this class, especially if you're a career person, you're an influencer, you're a leader. You want this as part of your foundation laying experience. Come join us, bullsmanshoes.com today.
1: Welcome back. We're here with Elizabeth. Elizabeth, welcome.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thrilled to be here.
0: We're so glad to have you. And you just got off the plane from addressing kind of the whole church and the world and I didn't even know about this kind of event that was happening every year but tell us about it and tell us about what you came out of just now.
2: Well, I didn't know either and and it's it's one of those you know we talked about miracles and everything sort of a miracle. The the weirdest part that it all started was I was invited to be a delegate with the Christian Economic Forum. Now if huh. you knew me better, I don't even count. Like I am not <laughs> a math girl. <laughs> I'm like What? (laughs) My husband was like the hedge fund. He's the, you know, finest guy. And I get invited into this. We went to Beaver Creek last, uh, in 21, July 21. And they put you in forums. So it's me and all these men and talk about these things. But when they ask, well, what's really impacting our world? I would always step forward. Well, how about the fact that the families aren't even realizing they're getting dismantled systemically and the the lowest sex trafficking? They're like, oh, And then from there, somehow I was invited almost immediately to be a delegate in GSF, which I've never heard of either. And that's (laughs) the Global Strategic Forum. And they said their mission, though, was to awaken the global church. I'm like, oh, yeah, that one I could do. And they were saying that they were looking at the 10 different mountains and how the church has lost the mountains. And I didn't even understand what this whole GSF was part of. And I went to the first thing in Houston. And every time someone spoke about one of the mountains, I would interject my piece of, well, yeah, but as a Christian, we're seen as hypocritical because you know we're being, you know, the same stats and, and the same scandals and the same. And they're like, what? And I would talk a little bit about, you know, the real stuff going on behind the scenes. And so then they invited me to speak this year in Austria. And that's what I just got home yeah. from. Wow. And they said, Can you talk <laughs> about your real talk program? what you've just launched through the Foundation United to awaken the church to the root level things that need to change to eventually eradicate sex trafficking and all the other, I call them symptoms. These are symptoms right. that we're really focused on. Right. And at the root level, the church is the one system that if we got there, all the other mountains would change. And so when I was there this time presenting, what I realized was even more, there's more. The Global Strategic Forum is actually the informing and advising council to the World Evangelical Alliance, which I didn't know what that was. Mm -hmm. And that, (laughs) I just say yes, and I go. But that's the umbrella to all of the Protestant, which again, I thought, oh, maybe it's just the Presbyterians, or maybe it's just the Methodists, but it's the cares, everybody's under it, the Pentecostal. And the the head of the whole thing came at the end and talked about how they had people present that they thought were the missing links to the church on a global scale. And he was in all these pictures with, he's the head of the Protestant church that he's next to the Pope next to the, I mean, there's like six world religion leaders. And this is what I was invited to present to. So I came with the message and I could happily say it was received. Wow. It was, it's sort of like a mind flipping because everyone thinks you're just going to talk about trafficking and tell the same stories about the survivors yeah. and this and that. And I said, I'm just going to take you a little bit, you know, downstream and talk about where it begins and how if the church actually comes to, to play, it could all yeah. end.
1: That is so was good. amazing. Could you, could you take us downstream a little bit and paint <laughs> yeah. the picture?
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, my whole world, like I told Sean when we first met, like my last 30 years makes sense to me now because having been in the advertising world, you know, I was sort of in that world of crazy town and no one was faking it and there was just debauchery and no one had a problem with anything. It was just not my wife and that's not my husband and it's all good. And then I did 10 years in um, as an area pastor at Willow Creek Community Church mm-hmm. and I was an area pastor in the North Shore of Chicago, so one of the wealthiest suburbs of Chicago. And secrets, secrets, a lot of secrets. And I used to call it the well-dressed Africa. Like we all looked really good, but we had the same issues. Like there was just a lot of hiddenness. Um, And then the last 10 years that I've been in sex trafficking, the Lord sort of put me in it in a weird way. I wasn't looking to be involved. I always, like I never know where I'm going. (laughs) And then I get there and I'm like, oh, okay. And it makes sense later. But um, the trafficking thing, I said yes, because I understood the root through all of my time, I got my master's in clinical psych when I was 28. And when I was with the wealthiest of the wealthy, and even on the South side of Chicago, there was often just a root of childhood sexual abuse or something entering that like, a destiny is just taken out. And then you spend the rest of your life covering and it's shame upon shame. And, you know, you, you have these addictions that form whether it's shopping, eating, you know, abuse happens and you run away and then you're with the worst guy and then you can't say no. So when I was specifically in the trafficking realm the last 10 years, it was like presented as the new thing. And we need to talk about trafficking. And I kept saying, well, the root, like the way I saw it and the way it was explained to me is it was no different than what I've seen for the last 20 years, that children, one out of three little girls and one out of five little boys are sexually abused. Mm. And then that's chronic. So they're mixing love and abuse. It's a lot of times their dad, a brother, a church pastor, you know, someplace they should feel safe. And in that confusion, they don't know, they don't know boundaries and their identity is all confused. And often they'll run away. Within 48 hours, a runaway in any zip code in America will be approached by a predator. And he lures them in just by saying, Hey, I bet you need a place to sleep. Did you anyone ever tell you how beautiful you were? And then within forty eight hours he has them hooked on a drug and they're sold fifteen to forty times a day. The wow. focus has been on that child getting healed. You know, we get them, typically in the life seven years. and if they're not dead, they might get rescued. You know, one in a million gets rescued. and then we have beds, and I ran safe homes for a decade. and it was the same story, same story of these these girls with deception, abuse, shame. Abuse, shame, abuse, shame, and then they numb, 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 numb. Yeah. But they would tell their story, and they were no different than the stories from the North Shore. But I think the Lord set up this sex trafficking as the charity du jour for the last yeah. decade. It's gotten a lot of attention, and after about a you know ten years into it, and all the focus being here, it, it just sort of grew into that discontent. Like Lord, how do we get ahead of this? If we don't get everybody really paying attention to this is abuse and this is a family issue and this is parents not knowing what's going on. These are, you know, no one's speaking about it. And so many of the girls, I would tell you, probably half their stories came from church and we started, you know, creating the different systemic pathways that law enforcement, ER docs, teachers, we have all this train the trainer that we scale on a national and global level. But the last year it's like the Lord downloaded this is it for the church. And it's like this, we called it when I was at the world evangelical thing, they said, if it's not a scalable catalytic program, we don't want to hear about it. And I said, oh my no. gosh, we call ours a catalytic Holy Spirit can opener because it's open the <laughs> church and it's like pops the top and it's beautiful. And, and the thing is, it's there, it's not like a, oh no, be scared. I think be scared if you don't want to do it because the way the headlines are going and the scandals and the pastor's mm-hmm. falling and always a pastor in a sex trafficking sting, always a youth pastor in a sex trafficking wow. sting. Every, yeah. Everyone I've had, and even recently, you know, around Disney World, you had a Disney worker, a pastor, a youth group leader, a high school teacher. Wow. And it's, it's finally getting everyone to say, hey, we've, we've understood the girl. We love the girl. Everyone wants to buy her clothes. Everyone wants to help her get a job. Guess what? That's wonderful. But what if we go back here where we have over half a million of our own American kids if we have one out of three that end up being abused sexually, and then you, they say half a million end up trafficked, all those shades of gray in the middle are kids that are losing their identities. Mm-hmm. And that's the church. The church should be leading the narrative, but instead we're stepping back because the narrative's getting, well, we don't wanna you know, cause any division. And yeah. the confusion is becoming normalized and we don't wanna offend anybody. And so what I spoke with at the conference was just about this. It's called Real Talk, and it's a catalytic Holy Spirit can opener. And if the church embraces this for kindergarten through leadership, it'll change the way we speak. It'll change the lens of which we're able to look at things and communicate and give our kids this freedom so we're not grooming the next generation to have the same secrets. I've had two really close friends that were married 30 to 40 years, pastors, wives, both run up to me in the last 60 days and say, Elizabeth, how were my eyes closed this whole time? I wondered why I always cared about what you did. And somehow for the first time I'm seeing his cell phone, he has a whole secret life. And, wow. and, I, and I think that by us as the church, not talking about what's going on or, you know, her husband said, well, they're just escorts. And she's like, it's trafficking. It's what mm-hmm. Elizabeth does. How do you know they're not under 18? And, in and, and We just don't speak into that. And the whole secret of the sexual stuff is like, we don't talk about sex. We're the church. And we should be leading the narrative. God created sex. So Um, I sort of just presented it like, hey, let's take back every mountain and God talk about sex. And they loved it.
0: (laughs) I love it. The you know, the church of the world, these leaders are loving it. And it's because they know that there's this problem. I mean, like, we know there's this problem. I was thinking about after I talked to you the first time, and you told me that the first the aids that girls showed themselves naked through photos first, is like seven years old. When I and started, I, it was, was 12, now it's seven. It's seven. And I was like, I was telling my wife about this. And then uh, Hartley, the next day, my little daughter, who's seven, came and she goes, "Dad, look at this program that it's advertising right now on my normal app. Now she's on restricted, under eight year old or whatever, you know, whatever. And it was like this game that looks like Kim Kardashian and someone else in animation form, but very badly dressed, kissing, like making out. And I look at the game and I go into the app store and it's targeted for five to eight year olds. That's the target audience for the game. And it was completely like, it's like pre-sex sex basically. And Hartley was aware enough to go, there's something wrong with this. Like, can, can you tell me what's going on? And I was like, it's a kissing game. Let's just get off that. But then I was like, I'm not even safe with, I, there's no parental controls. I can control that out of my games. And then there's other games that are like, you know, like Roblox and their games where the first time I played, I think it was Minecraft or Roblox with my girls online. There, there was people making naked drawings and and if we had to completely get off of it right away. And I was just in a normal chat room that was safe that has guards on it. And they were doing a picture game and the people were making naked pictures of women. And yeah. I'm like, oh, so we can't go online. So this is like, they're at a, a stage where this is what's there. And they're it's they're showing you, they're but our brewing. friends can go on. And I'm like, yeah, but we're gonna protect you and we're gonna explain and talk and have real conversations with you about this. And it, it was so cool to hear that you had a program called, real, it's called Real Talk that actually helps people to have conversations because that's the missing piece is parents don't feel empowered because they're failing and then they won't have the talks with their kids because they, they're they in shame. So if you're in shame, you don't talk about shameful things, right? And so I oh. love the fact that you opened up the can of worms of the Holy Spirit. And I love the fact that your trafficking background, which when Bob, when she talks about helping women, she's she, they've helped women by the thousands, not the I have organizations that are friends that have helped one home with you know 17 women at a time you guys have done by the thousands for the last 10 years and the fact that you you love that but you saw that you can go deeper into the roots i just think it's it's an eye-opener awakener to what we're going into is what god wants to heal in our generation there's an empowerment here to be had so take us on the journey take us a little bit deeper background because you ended up getting awakened to a lot of this and even going after your master's degree the whole thing because of your own experience with God, take us on that journey.
2: Well, I I think I read after my master's degree because I was so broken, you know, and I was I was trying so hard. I think I shared with you I was raised, you know, holiness Pentecostal in <laughs> Arkansas with my mom's family. So every summer it's like you know speaking in tongues and running around, and I saw healing, and I mean I was raised in that. And then at home, my dad's family was Baptist. So I was a want and I was like sword drills and girl of the year and chum of the month and. So I had the Bible, I had the gift, but, but but then Satan, like what I always say is, you know, and and this is what I've thought was, I think the Lord just awakened me to this. I mean, the Lord, when we come out of the womb, it's like baby and there's purpose. And if we're not killed in the womb, which is the goal, it's, it's game on, it's attack from day one. So if I was like all lit up in the church and loving the church and loving God as a kid and loving each side of it, I was a target. And I was abused by a worship leader in the Pentecostal mm-hmm. holiness church by the time I was 10. And it's just an earth shattering. Cause that was my happy place. That was farms yeah. and puppies and horses. I got to name when they're born and it was my lightning bolt. Like, and and it was on the way to church. And then he grabbed his guitar out of the truck and went to the front of the stage. And I'm in the truck. Like, are you kidding me? Like, and you don't have words cause you're a kid. And as a kid, you're a concrete thinker and, you don't know. And, and that was my favorite person. Like you just don't even, you know, you feel like you're in a soap opera. And I remember just going in the bathroom and when I came out, I'm like, okay, just going to act like it didn't happen. I went and sat down by my other uncle and he put his arm around me. And I just, you know, from that moment on, I'm like, okay, is it going to happen again? And, and then it's, it's the only thing in the world that when it happens to you, It's a crime of another, a sin of another, but that's why like when the Bible says, confess your sins one to another, this Mm -hmm. was a sin done to me, but by not confessing it, I took on the shame and it just slowly changed me. And then I put myself in situations. I got drunk at like 13 and somebody had sex with me there and I have no memory. And And just the layers, Satan's like, we're not going to get this girl out of the shame. And I just stayed, but I worked so hard. I was journaled and like, God, I love you, but I couldn't tell anybody anything. And Mm -hmm. if we're not, that's why I'm so passionate about Real Talk because if there was some place that somehow I had gotten to speak that it wasn't my fault or that I was still okay, but I felt so damaged. And I think that over time, I I, threw effort, you know, and I had God, but I wasn't getting fully healed, squeaked my way through I got a great job I got into advertising I got my master's but I wasn't healed and it's when I was already on stage at Willow and I was the director of equipping and training and I was you know the area pastor and all that and super judgmental like so many of us Christians can be and always seeing what everyone else needed to do that I had something with my third pregnancy that the Lord called me um weirdly to a charismatic Catholic priest for healing (laughs) Long crazy story there, but it was almost like taking all the denominations that had really wounded me. It was a you know, tongue speaking Catholic that was like leading me through all this stuff, but he just sort of went through and said, We wanted to pray for the baby, but you know, the Lord's showing me there's something in the way, and it was the most biblical thing of confession and deliverance and repentance. And he just went door by door, like I had all these open doors in my
0: life. Wow,
2: but as a leader. I wasn't aware because I had grown up with them and they become normalized. And I think that's why the church is hesitant to talk about these hybrid conversations because they're not sure what's going to come out and they think the result will be punishment or shame versus like crazy freedom. I went through this deliverance with the charismatic Catholic priest changed my life. And then when I ended up leading this anti-sex trafficking thing, and I would sit with the girls and I would be leading the groups they're telling me their stories. Their stories were the exact same as my stories. Like everyone wants to be like, Oh, I want to come see the puppy. Oh, it's a survivor. Oh, it's, you know, let me help them. It's like, they're just like us. I just kept trying to take it backwards. And the donors started coming and telling me their stories and giving me a check to tell me their story. they never told anybody. And there's just this hunger, you know, and the girls, one of the girls in our program, she said she was in rehab 23 times. They kept throwing her back in rehab and she didn't have an addiction problem. She had a shame problem. Right. And the minute we were able to get to this root level healing and bring the Holy spirit in, and you're still perfect. Like it's, you got to get that news. And I think all of us, the church, we need that news. We're sort of up here with the performance and we might dip a little for a little of good counseling, maybe, but the whoosh, root level stuff that God wants to like, because All it does, like these wives that were like, well, you know, I sort of thought, but I never wanted to say, and I'm like, ladies, we got to make a t-shirt that says, you know, hey, ladies, we're not doing them any favors because if we're not speaking about it and we're not healed enough
1: Mm -hmm. to have the
2: confidence to speak about it, we're keeping them under their purpose. We're living under our purpose. So it's not like a, we want to blow the lid because everybody's bad. We want to blow the lid because the church has to take its power and its position if we're going to end anything. Yeah. Buying the girl another bed (laughs) isn't going to be. It's over here when we're not talking about the fact that mom was abused and she can't step in if she thinks maybe the daughter. There's just, there's no words. It's generational. Yeah. That's sort of the backstory.
1: Yeah. So what you're talking about is generational sin entering over and over and over through a family line. And then, and then the power of shame keeping people quiet. And, and then, so you're, you're breaking that through real talk and the programs that you're talking about. I would assume that in a lot of circles, you're not um, celebrated <laughs> because, because the mes- message is hard and it could be anyone.
2: Well, I call it the spirit of forgetting, you know, cause I meet with people and they're like, oh my gosh, this is the most important thing I've ever heard. Yes. Yes. And then all of a sudden, like, you don't hear from them. And then you try to get them back. And they're like, remind me again, what it is you want to do? I'm like, Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) It's not funny. It's really interesting to me because one of the people I've been introducing to some people behind the scenes in Christian media. And one of the groups actually said, we can't touch porn because it's too controversial. And I was like, "And this is what I work with. And so I was like, I, and I still have to investigate why they can talk about transgender stuff, homosexuality in the church. They want to go after abortion all the time. But just basic sexual brokenness that so many people share that story in the church. I mean, you say it's what 70% you were saying. So, so many people share that story in the church. I've read your articles about this. And I'm like, it's amazing to me that one of the top Christian television networks thought that was too. It's a a subject that we should leave off the table of mainstream Christianity discussion. (laughs) And so I feel it's, you know, I want to ask you a question about running an organization like this, because obviously what you're already doing with trafficking and then adding this to it, I'm I'm assuming there's a, there's an infrastructure here that you have to, you know, you have to really work on because it's a global organization. Talk to us about being, you know, the leader of an organization that's both ministry and a foundation and all these different things. What is that like? And, and, and being a woman in this very hard subject, like, what is that like for you?
2: You know, I've always been the woman with all the men. Um, (laughs) So it's sort of, I've never been that girl that's like, I don't make as much as anybody else. Like, I don't know. I mean, I've done, I think because, you know, the way that I've looked at it, the depth that I see of these things is when you are a victim, you either decide you're going to identify as a victim or you're going to identify as the, right? So I, I didn't go around abusing people, but. I was definitely more dominant yeah. <laughs> in my approach, so I think I relate more to men. That's why I was like, always like, "Please hire a man, don't hire a woman," you know, only because you know women tend to cry and we get emotional. And and I I found that in this in this movement, like the, the ability to just um, walk with authority, like the Lord is showing everybody what to do. And and in the very beginning when I started this, He said, "There's going to be a spirit of competition. If you could rise above that spirit of competition." Um, you're going to succeed. And, and I see it, you see all the people swirling and fighting for their little hamster wheel. And, and I just have this gifting of strategy and vision and, I see the, the systems that we can affect change. And then I really just go and find the best, like the best in law enforcement, the best in judicial, the best in healthcare. Like our healthcare arm just presented to the United nations to who, which we're total uh, Christian, you know, and the world health organization we're presenting as the world health program for trafficking. It's just favor. But I think a lot of times people are afraid to associate with other really fantastic strong leaders because they feel threatened. Yeah. I have gotten so healed from feeling my identity can be taken or overshadowed by another that I want the best. I keep saying the best here and the best here. You guys only make me look better. Like I want to surround yeah. myself. So I find the best and then I try to help them get as high as they can. And, and that's what we're doing with the Foundation United. Like what are the pillars that can affect change? What systems? And then those leaders, you know, there's some really talented people and we, we look, we pray. You know, we're like, God, let our no be your no. <laughs> and don't let anybody in the house that's, you know, because a lot of people present well and then all of a sudden you're not equally yoked and you got a problem. So we really I have a board of directors that is stellar. They're my Praetorian guard, they call myself yes. themselves. Yeah. They're just they're wise and they're brilliant and they hear God so deeply. So I have a business brain. And if you're Holy Spirit with your business and you have people around you, I, one of the things I do a talk called um, the Upside Down Model of Leadership. And one of the things I say is if you're not walking with a fillet of fish board of directors or some personal advisor board that you're a fillet of fish to, you're screwed. Because as a leader, we could talk ourselves into anything. I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. And if you don't have people that are like, uh, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> and yet, I really take marching orders. Like I pause. I have people around me that are like, okay, girl, come back here. Mm-hmm. And I think that is how we do well. I'm surrounded by people. I don't do anything alone. It's all in unity. I
1: love that. So cool. Sure. Such great advice. Yeah. That's the thing that I've noticed in leadership. If you get isolated, um, you, you can talk yourself into anything. And I, I I love the fact I love the fact that you're surrounded by wise people who and you're and you're willing to hear a no or a pause because I can tell you're going to go change the world and um, and you have wise people around you that are that are helping regulate you uh, in this because it's really a dysregulated space that you're in and I think the amount of need that you must see is overwhelming um, but here you are marching through it systematically. I think I see you in the intersection between the kingdom of heaven and this systematic uh, pragmatism that's just beautiful. Yeah, well, that's it's good. Fun.
0: Well, I want people to be able to get a hold of your yeah. materials in uh, this new program that you just launched, as well as to understand trafficking. You guys have all kinds of training and and, and educational tools for people. How do people get a hold of you? What's the best way for? It? What's the best website? And Also, following mm-hmm. on socials, where is yeah.
2: that? I got all the names on social though. (laughs) You gotta look through the Elizabeth, Melendez, Fisher, good. (laughs) But if you go to the Foundation United, that's very simple. There's the Foundation United might get you a soccer team somewhere in England, I believe. (laughs) the other (laughs) Foundation United is us and you can go on there. And there's a page, like if you look at it, it'll say protection, prevention. If you wanna learn more about the law enforcement training, how to bring that to your town, the hospital training, the ER docs. the Real Talk for Your Church, we have a K through K-12 for the secular school that's really written as a believer wow. with identity. But it's, it's you know, we got to draft the language for Congress. It meets all the standards, of the Department of Education. And so that's able to go there to help children. Amazing. There's all these, you know, I call them antidotes. We have the antidotes for the, yeah. the darkness that's leading the narrative. So we're trying to get in there to take it back. Wow. Wow. And well, someone this- could email me at info, at the foundationunited.org.
1: perfect well elizabeth thank you so much we're so honored that you were here with us and we just really really appreciate all the hard work you're doing and sean i just just want to pray for her
0: <laughs> I, I know mean, right so You're your literally I the s- tip of a spear of a subject right, a lot right, of a subjects sphere. that many people talk about but they're not doing the level or the advocacy that you're doing and also preparing the church. So we thank you for that. And we're just so encouraged by your story and today's story. And I hope that as you're listening, as you know, our viewers and our listeners, I want to encourage you to get involved in a real way that actually brings change. And sometimes we hear about something over and over and over, but we don't feel the power to change. But the beautiful thing about Jesus is even if you're a mature Christian, he can still change issues of immaturity and even sin in your life. And so go on a journey of doing just that and follow their ministry and their foundation and up next, you're gonna have final thoughts with Sean and Bob. Bob, you and I are passionate about people in the marketplace, being equipped to hear God's voice. And so we put together a book. Tell us about it.
1: It's called Wired to Hear. And of us are out in the marketplace. We're not in the professional vocational ministry. And this book is for you if you want to learn how to hear God in the marketplace. And it's very practical,
0: but it's also very in-depth and spiritual with actionable steps, great chapters about defining your process when you're trying to hear God's voice. And I just think with the expertise of my coaching and Bob's long-term career and advice giving, you're going to feel the both of us together, something synergized that's really beautiful, and it's just for you. Get wired to hear at bullsministries.com. And it's going to so help you as Bob and I navigate these conversations. They're going to bring the book home into your everyday practice. Get your book today.
1: Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring podcast series. If you enjoyed today's
0: episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bolzministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.